Hey, everybody, we're back with her wet panties. Oh, gosh, I missed you guys. Um, I have a huge topic to discuss today in our episode, and that is masturbation. Self-pleasuring, whoop, whoop. Oh, my goodness. Um, a lot of my clients struggle with this topic. Um, it's such a it so sucks that it's still such a taboo in our society today, knowing that self-pleasuring or masturbation is still frowned upon by many. And it's such a, it's such an awful thing. And really, um, I try to have a lot of my clients work with themselves and try to reclaim that erotic self that is just hidden inside them. And it's just so hard to actually break free of those barriers and actually have them understand that they are truly such unique uh, individual and they have such, such great sexual potential. And um, it's just, it blows my mind that they, you know, still feel a lot of shame and guilt around their erotic pleasure and pleasuring themselves. It's just... It's how it is, but even taking you back to history and a little history review here, um, you know, back in the early 1800s, uh, masturbation was also associated with physical and mental illness. And not until, um, you know, uh, I would say like late 90s, where it was starting to get looked at as basically an act, a natural sexual act of human sexuality. It just was part of our human nature to masturbate and touch ourselves. So in that being said, it's just, it's crazy that there's just so much history blaming, you know, that it was insanity or that you were going to go to hell if you masturbated or that it was a sin so I, it just, it's very sad to me that it carried on into our modern society today. And many of my clients are suffering in their own relationships due to not giving themselves self-love and self-care and making passionate love to themselves. It's really sad. So what I wanted to do was basically just review, um, you know, how we can take care of that and how we can bring down that shame and not, you know, judge it or anything, but just know that that shame comes from external messages you heard or learned about sex or sexuality growing up. And it's not a core belief. Just believe that it's not. It's an external message, whether it was from your family growing up, you know, um, friends or the media or, you know, social media or the news or just, you know, just the way that you viewed at sex and sexuality in such an early age and early memories of it, it really, um, you know, got stuck inside that message. Or if somebody ever criticized you or, you know, um, harassed you or basically teased you about anything as, you know, um, a minor and being a young adult like that, it's going to really stick with you. And we can actually dig out that root that 
you know, message that you also believe is true and replant new things and get, get away from that shame and get rid of it and overcome it and be able to, um, you know, overcome guilt around your sexuality and how you touch yourself and masturbate. So many of women, uh, I notice suffer from, you know, even being able to put uh, two fingers in their own vagina, like a lot of them don't even know what their vulva even looks like. And they've never looked at it. Um, let alone, like I said, venture inside to see what is what it feels like, you know, if it feels good, but it blows my mind because, uh, you know, we could get into a whole nother episode about, you know, how male sexuality has so overpowered female sexuality just recently. Um, you know, female sexuality is actually being praised now and it's okay to feel pleasure and, you know, um, want to, evolve our sexuality and own it. Um, it's not something, this is something very new to us females and women out there because forever it was always about male sexuality and getting the male off. And the male was just always first and his sexuality always mattered and ours didn't. That's just how it was for forever until, you know, just recently we're able to reclaim that pleasure and it's so new to us. We don't even know where to start let alone, you know, starting with ourselves and being able to touch ourselves in the way that we want to touch ourselves in the way we like to and explore and self-discovery. It's just, there's so much taboo around touching oneself that, um, a lot of people still believe it's a sin that it's a really nasty, um, you know, uh, selfish act that's not natural. Many people don't believe the health benefits that come along with it. Um, you know, they just believe that it's all just phony baloney. So in that being said, you know, I actually wrote a blog post just the other day about um, masturbation in a new light. And I was just reviewing some certain topics and you know, I just was asking my audience, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of masturbation? Is it disgust? Does your like gut clinch? Does your jaw tighten? Do you feel like a sense of guilt or shame around the topic? Um, I was just asking my audience that question just because it's so, um, it really does give them that sensations and those feelings, whether they want to admit it or not verbally. Um, you know, by their body language, I can tell that they are so uncomfortable with this topic. So, um, you know, thanks to modern society still carrying such a sexual repression around masturbation in such a negative way, uh, many find shame and guilt around their self-pleasuring, even though it's proven to be such a natural act, you guys. It really has. So, I was asking and I wanted to know like what masturbation is to others. I would always ask, well, what is masturbation to you? What's the definition of masturbation to you? And, um, you know, some said it was normal. Some would say pleasurable. Others would say erotic, you know, um, but there's also, it's also, it's a part of maturing as we explore our own bodies and it promotes self-confidence. I mean, self-esteem and confidence it's a reduces depression and anxiety. Uh, it's a stress reducer. It helps treat sexual dysfunction, 
helps you connect with yourself on so many levels. Um, you know, and then, like I said, the early memories of masturbation, once we go back in history time, uh, early 1800s, like I said, it was the first associated with mental and physical illness, which is insane. You guys insane. Um, in 94, there was a woman named Jocelyn Elder. Uh, she was actually dismissed by president Clinton after stating that masturbation was a part of human sexuality and it's a part of something that should be taught. He actually dismissed her and fired her on the spot for saying that statement. So, um, you can see how much repression was on masturbation throughout our history and obviously it carried over, but statistics show that 80% of males and 59% of women have masturbated by the age of 18. So that's good. Um, also, uh, and 98% of men have, or do masturbate along with 95% of women. The majority keep this selfish act a secret. Um, Fun facts, though, about masturbation, believe it or not. Like I said, it reduces stress. Um, it improves uh, self-esteem and confidence. It promotes, obviously, muscle relaxation. That's obvious. Um, it can it relieves menstrual cramps. It improves blood flow. Male masturbation can actually prevent the development of prostate cancer. I don't know if you knew that one, but that one shocked me. Um, keeps sexual organs in working order. It's a natural care for insomnia. I don't know if you knew that, but I have insomnia super bad. And I'm not going to lie. Like before I go to bed some nights, if I cannot sleep, I will just like, you know, rub one out real quick and I'll go fast asleep. It's amazing. It obviously burns calories. It's a reliever for headaches. Um, it can work as a laxative. Um, it can produce... Uh, the hormone estrogen, which makes your hair shine and your skin smooth, it protects you against STDs and unplanned pregnancy. Like, and then obviously the number one kicker is it it's an effective antidepressant, which releases the dopamine, the feel good neurotransmitters in the brain. So we all know that dopamine is that, you know, feel good hormone. And, um, you know, after hearing the health benefits and fun facts, are you feeling like more secure now about how you view yourself pleasuring. I really hope so. Cause like that right there would have me sold if I was, cause I, okay, let's just, let's just scoop back around real quick. I grew up in a really, really, um, sex negative household. And I don't know if I've already told this story, but my mother would like, basically, if you said the word sex or anything related to sex or sexual things, um, she would basically tell you that you were going to hell no matter what. Like, you know, um, there was a lot of slut shaming that she did and she just painted a really nasty picture of how sexuality was supposed to be viewed and how I was supposed to view myself as, you know, uh, a young little girl, I would say like, you know, eight, nine years old and not have a clue about, you know, anything sucks, but know that, oh my God, if I ever do that in my lifetime, I'm going to hell. Like that's what mommy said. So mommy's right. I'm going to go to hell. And it's so sad because it carried into my it carried into my teens. It carried into my early twenties. And then finally around like mid twenties, I would say 24, 25, I actually got um, into pure romance selling sex toys. And that's what really got me into branching off and doing my own private practice. 
uh, which is now Sex Pot Services. And, um, you know, I got really involved with wanting to promote positive, uh, sex positive information out there, accurate information. I wanted to change that negative into a positive. And I wanted others to stop fearing and shaming and feeling that guilt or embarrassment or awkwardness around sex or sexuality. I wanted to help them get past that and overcome those barriers and blockages that they face today. And I, you can't, you have to admit, like, it affects your intimate relationships. Like if you are not like showing yourself self-love, if you don't masturbate, if you're not like, you know, sexually erotic or interested or even like want to because you have so many blockages or inhibitions, it's so going to haunt your intimate relations with other people. They say, this is what they say. The way you make love to yourself is the way you make love to others. That's what they say. So if you view yourself in such a bad way or a shameful way, or I'm dirty, or, you know, I'm such a bad girl. It's such, it's so sad to me to know that like, really, you're not a bad person. Your sexual desires are normal. Um, whether you want to, you know, uh, attend an orgy or, you know, be gang banged or whatever, that is so natural and normal to have those desires, to have those fantasies. And whether you make them out or not, it's the fact that like, literally it's so normal and it couldn't get more normal than that. So I just want everybody to feel comfortable. And my goal is to mainly make others feel welcome and want to learn about sex and sexuality in a new way. Cause I mean, let's face it. Schools don't teach jack shit. They teach about periods, STDs and um, pregnancy. That's it. They don't go up and beyond. Even when you get to high school, even when you get to college, I've been having a hard time even trying to find human sexuality classes just for me to like perfect or, uh, you know, I want to get my PhD in human sexuality. Well, oh my God, the stuff I have to go through to even get to where I want to be and find a class that's just strictly human sexuality. It's so impossible. I've looked and researched everything. Like it's crazy. It's so still such a taboo and it just amazes me. And I'm probably in the wrong state. That's probably why I can't get like good access to, you know, school and shit. But, um, you know, I'm still not giving up and I will get my PhD in human sexuality. Um, I am a certified sex and love coach, so I'm halfway there already. So it is what it is, but I want to empower people. I want to, I call myself a transformational coach as well. Cause I want to transform lives. I want to, you know, make uh, sex lives thrive the way that they should and the way that they always have for centuries, but whether people kept it a secret of having great sex and being erotic and sexual and reaching their sexual potential, it's like that, that would be such a messed up time to live in. I couldn't imagine like living in an era like that where you would have to hide, you know, fucking other people and, you know, being intimate or flirtatious or erotic and just like letting yourself go. It's just, it, it's not heard of unless it was just like, um, those, uh, small groups of like 
Palomari groups that they had back at, back way back when where you know it was all group erotica and everybody was fucking everybody it was very like small cults like that that went on for you know centuries but it was always hidden and secretive and you know we get to the modern stage and I gotta say I'm 27 right now and um sexuality has came a long way since I was what like 13 um, it's come a really long way and, um, it has a, has a long way to go before people can actually not feel so repressed, but to feel that liberation again, like back in the sixties, you know, I want people to feel that way again. And that's mainly why, um, you know, I'm really touching base on masturbation because it all starts with you. And, you know, if you're not taking good care of yourself and showing yourself self-compassion, self-love and, you know, making passionate love to yourself, then it's like the others, your partners are going to suffer too. Your relationships are going to suffer too. Your intimate, you know, relationships are just going to suffer, period. So you have to fix the core issue, what's going on now, which is yourself. You have to focus on yourself and you have to, you know, like kind of like um, reunite with oneself. Like you were maybe a young child that thought such repressed ways and beliefs around sex and sexuality. And now that you're a grown up, you kind of have to go back to that child, you know, and give them, give yourself a hug for just saying, hey, listen, everything's okay. You know, don't believe anything. I, you know, I came to find out all that was bullshit. You know, you don't have to believe that no more. I'm healed. I'm good. Now I want to focus on giving myself erotic pleasure that I truly deserve, that everybody deserves. Let me repeat that. Everybody deserves to prioritize their pleasure. So, I dive into a couple different things about like, you know, prepping for masturbation. And mind you, this is for both genders, <laughs> like all genders. It's for all genders. So in a lot of, uh, you know, stuff I found on the internet, it's mainly if they write about masturbation, it's only targeted for women. And I'm like, what's up with these like, you know, coaches that are just like me, but their, their niche is such, it's so specified for just females or about female sexuality. And that's and like the men are so left out. And I'm like, this shit is so sexist to me. Like, it's not fair. You can't talk about one gender and not the others. Like that doesn't make no sense. So that's just how I look at stuff. But, um, you know, when we dive in deep into prepping for masturbation, um, mainly I tell people to use their five senses. And what I mean by that, like how you would seduce your partner, why don't you seduce yourself? Why don't you get all dressed up in lingerie? Why don't you put and light some candles, put some silk sheets on the bed, you know, may, maybe have a feather to stroke your body, you know, for smell, you could light some incense of lavender for relaxation, uh, for sight, you can use a mirror to even watch yourself, get a full length mirror. And that's a show in itself. It's better than porn. I'm not even kidding. Um, sound, put on the soft music or your favorite playlist, you know, just don't put on no headbanger shit. Cause obviously that's not really the mood we're trying to set here. We're trying to just be like calm and, 
you know, erotic and sensual and stuff like that. So, you know, mellow, good playing music is really good. Um, and then obviously here, listen to your breath and your moans and your animalistic sounds you make. Okay. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Just let it all out. Don't let any, don't hold anything back. That's what I tell my clients. Don't ever hold anything back. Just let your animalistic sounds and the way you move your body just come alive and just out. Like just let go and surrender, you know? So to fuel your erotic experience, add some lube to your ritual. I always tell my clients, lubricant is not only essential, but can heighten your overall experience. And that's the honest to God truth. For women, water-based lubricant is the safest for vaginal use along with coconut oil. You can use as well. Men can use like everything, oil-based, silicone-based, great for water play by the way and um highly concentrated and it lasts longer and of course you can always take the natural route which um you know good old-fashioned saliva make sure to explore all your erogenous zones before touching the genitals is highly suggested but build anticipation you know and tease yourself so i mainly promote uh one of my main uh targets that i promote is uh changing masturbation habits so many of us get stuck in a routine, um, you know, habits, patterns, whatever, of what feels good. And we never really experiment with difference. Uh, once our bodies get used to such like pleasurable response, we tend to stick to what's working and less time on exploring. So here are a few of my suggestions, okay? Um, so different environments. Yes, you heard me correctly. You heard me correctly. Um, different environments. So masturbate in different environments because let's face it, the bed is pretty standard and it gets boring after a while. Don't you agree? Because I agree. Um, switching up the environment can make things exciting again, just like your sex life. Isn't that a quinky dink? Um, finding new location to make sweet love to yourself opens up your curiosity and makes you adventurous. Instead of the bedroom, work throughout the house and find new settings like the kitchen, the laundry room, the couch, the shower, or even your car while you're not driving, of course. Okay. Like, come on, <laughs> unless you're really creative. You got this though. I'm telling you, you got this. Another thing is new positioning. So now just, just like different locations, let's discuss, um, uh, different positions for masturbation. So positioning varies from men to women, but we all can agree we get stuck in a consistent position as well. That's suitable and pleasurable that we can get um, too comfortable, you know, and if you choose to explore different positioning, that's great. But the majority of you stick to one and only one positioning while masturbation, while masturbating, sorry. And just like I mentioned before, you wouldn't want to be doing the same sexual position over and over and over again your sex life would you like that shit gets boring um here are a few of my suggestions so you can lay on your back on your stomach on your knees on your side from the back standing up hump the edge of a mattress a couch or a pillow for women and then um different stimulation so different strokes for different folks, they say. 
Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard that one, but they, they say that. So we're all unique, obviously. And that being said, we all have different ways of stimulating ourselves. I highly advise you try out different strokes that you don't normally use or do and see what you like, figure out different touches and use different parts of your hands. Instead of going up and down motion on your clit, like do circles or instead of always stroking your shaft, touch your frenulum, you know, um, introduce different sex toys, like ones that vibrate like a bullet or a cock ring. Use a hand wand vibrator on your anus instead of always on your clit. Same goes for men. Use a prostate massager as you stroke your shaft. Just get curious and stay curious. Like that's the best advice I can give. So wrapping up this episode, um, the tips that I give for female masturbation is one, use a full length mirror or handheld mirror. Two would be use the shower head or lay under, if you don't have a shower head, lay underneath the running water, like how you're going to run, how you run a bath, just lay your clit underneath that running water. I, I swear it'll blow your mind. Rubber hump the end of a sofa, mattress, or pillow. Uh, number four is masturbate with different fruits and veggies, but put a condom on it. Okay. Um, number five is use a G spot dildo for better reach. Six is stimulate your anus. Um, a huge erogenous zone, by the way, guys. Seven, taste yourself. Um, number eight is masturbate, or I'm sorry, massage your vulva. So that's your pubic mound, outer lips, inner lips, clitoris, urethra, urethra vaginal opening with different strokes and sensations, okay? Nine is use a realistic dildo to reach your G spot, your cervix, and your A spot. And then 10 is finally record your masturbation sessions and watch them back. Believe it or not, this is what I do. I swear to God, this is what I do. And I watch my masturbation sessions back. Might be weird, but give it a, give it a try. That way you see what you're doing and how you're masturbating. Okay, so um, wrapping this up, tips for male masturbation. One is use a full-length mirror or handheld mirror. Two is stroke your penis standing up. Three is use silicone-based lubricant. Four is watch erotica. Five, I put use a flashlight. Those are really popular and they're fucking amazing, I heard. Number six is microwave a cucumber and use it to masturbate. Um, make sure the inside of the cu cucumber isn't too hot when you insert your dick or else you'll you'll freaking burn it. Um, number seven is masturbate outdoors. Number eight, use a prostate massager, then stimulate yourself. Uh, nine is massage your balls and perineum. That's the skin between the balls and the anus, also known as the gooch. And then number 10, also record masturbation sessions and watch them back. Because I'm telling you right now, I learned so much shit about myself doing that. And it was really hot. Like I, I recorded some good sessions. I recorded one in my own kitchen. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you just got to get creative. So for all the reasons I've listed here, I really hope they gave you some insight on how masturbation should be looked at with like a sex positive approach, I hope, and learning that there is nothing wrong with self-pleasuring oneself. Okay. Like, I hope you guys understood like how natural this is. I could dive in so much deeper about this topic and specifically break down masturbation tips, tricks, and techniques for each gender. Um, but this is just a blog post. Okay. 
and this is just an episode on my podcast. So perhaps I will make an online course about it in the future so you can get a better dynamic of how masturbation looks from a new standpoint. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time and listening to me on my podcast. Once again, it's called Her Wet Panties. I changed the name. Yes, I did. Um, This is Her Wet Panties podcast. And um, this is Sex and Love Coach Kara. And I hope to see you guys soon. And I will be back very shortly. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Done within a half hour. Bye.